Welcome precious people of Australia and from all around the world. We thank the Lord so much and may the Lord bless you all for continuously listening to the message of holiness, repentance, righteousness given to us by our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Janine and I'm your host today. The purpose of this podcast is to provide you the key message we need at this hour. The message of repentance and holiness that would change us, mould us, equip us, transform us and prepare us for the coming of Jesus Christ and to enter into his glorious kingdom in heaven. Today we continue part three of Jesus is coming, prepare for eternity. Let us begin. And if there is something that you want to do, that is to be ready on that day for the Lord. May the Lord have mercy on us. What are the features of that judgment? That judgment is final. Hebrews 6.2 It says, eternal judgment. 2 Thessalonians 1.9 It says, they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. The consequences of that judgment is eternal. Either with God in heaven or in the lake of fire forever. Ooh. There will be no appeal, no review, no, no parole. No, you, you can't say, please, I beg you. Useless. You cannot. You cannot. There will be no redemption or salvation from the lake of fire forever. Forever. So, so, so now you understand. Now you understand the next scripture. And that is why. That is why. That is why. You, you, can, can you read from where you are sitting? Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine God begging a human being? God says, I beg you. That is what is there. That is why I put it in different versions of the Bible. It says, God has sent his ministers to come and beg you and I. Please, 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 I beg you. Jesus says I should beg you for him. Be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. Be reconciled. God doesn't need us. But because of what is ahead of us, he's pleading with us. He's imploring us. He's appealing to us. Please, 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 please. Be reconciled to God. Please, please. He says this. The first one, the, from the Amplified Version. So we, are, we, so we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making his appeal through us. We plead with you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. The last one, the last two, the easy reading version, the ERV, that's what it means. It says that, so you have been sent to speak for Christ. It is like God is calling to people through us. We speak for Christ when we beg you, we beg you to be at peace with God. We beg you, I beg you. To, tonight, I'm begging you. Tonight, I am begging you. Please, be reconciled to God. Please, turn away from sin. Please, repent. Please, because of that day, Please, I beg you, in the name of Christ, repent. 
Repent. The Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, for the ministers of God who are aware and understand the implications, the seriousness of that day, it says that they warn those who know the fear of the Lord. It says that we persuade others, that which motivates the pastors, the evangelists, that which motivates them to preach the word of God in truth, without fear or favor. It says that there is the, they know the fear of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5, 10. It says, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, wow, we persuade people, we plead with people, we implore people, we beg people to be reconciled to God. Knowing the fear of God. It, it, can you imagine? That, 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 that judgment seat, you appear before it, you know everything that you have done. And you know that eternity away from the Lord is ahead of you forever. And he says that it's such a terrifying place that the, when you beat Apostle Paul, you, be, you finish beating him, he's, going, he's still preaching. You stone him, he gets up and he goes and preaches. It doesn't matter what you put him in prison, you take him out of prison, he's going back to preach. See, because of this, because of the terror of that day. May the Lord have mercy. So, so how come, how come, how come Christians are talking about other things and not talking about this thing? May the Lord have mercy upon us. I hope somebody, somebody is making a decision for their eternal destiny. I hope somebody is making a decision for their eternal destiny. How serious is that day? How serious is that day? Luke 23, 34. How serious is that day? It says, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garment. Wow. We know the context in which Jesus said that. They had beaten him so much so that he did not look like a human being. In fact, not only that, they had stripped him naked. That is why they were dividing his garments. The garments that were on his body, they had taken them off. And he was hanging on the cross naked. And he was dying. Then he remembered what is ahead of you and I. And he said he would not even die without asking the Father to forgive us so that we do not go to hell. After we have treated him so horribly, after we have treated him with such evil hatred, Jesus will not die until he has secured forgiveness for us for that sin. Because he did not want us to go to hell even for that sin. Can you imagine spitting into the face of God? Kicking God. Slapping God. He did not want us to go to hell for that. He did not. He did not. And then, and then, 
He knew that the father will forgive us for doing that to him. If he asked the father to. And the father forgave. Wow. 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 There is hope for us, isn't it? There is hope for us. So when God says that he's drawing a line in the sand, he's forgiving the sins we've committed in the past, he means what he's saying. He means what he's saying. And I hope that somebody will repent tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Why are we talking about this? I've mentioned a little bit. As I said, it is, it is all about eternity. It's all about eternity. It's where we spend eternity. And when billion, trillion, quadrillion, zillion years have passed, eternity has not begun. So can you imagine? Can you imagine being in heaven? Once you get to heaven, you know that you have made it. Forever. You will never sin again. You will never leave heaven forever. But on the other hand, those who be unfortunate to touch the fire, you know that forever. Can you imagine? Forever and ever and ever. Life without end. You will never get out of hell. Wow. Wow. And, and, and what, what we are talking about is about those two places. How to avoid one and to enter into the other one. And if this thing does not move you, then you are asleep. If eternity does not shake you, does not make you tremble, does not make you do whatever it takes to secure eternal destiny or eternal life, then you must be very, very deeply asleep. Very, very deeply asleep. It says, and if your eyes offend you, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes to be cast into hellfire. So there's the kingdom of God and there's hellfire. And in hellfire, where their worms die, their worm dies not, and the fire is not quenched. Wow. 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 Matthew 25, 41. It says, Then he also shall say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you curse, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Wow. So hell was not made for us. And God is very keen. But, but, but just, just to, at times we forget what, what hell looks like. In fact, there's no way we can even imagine how it looks like. It's such a terrible, horrible, evil place. But from the scriptures we read, the worms, there are worms in hell assigned to each person. And they eat the flesh. Now, now, you know, when the day of the Lord begins, somewhere, somewhere during those days, each and every human being who has ever lived will get new bodies. Whether you, you go to heaven or you go to hell, you get new eternal bodies. Bodies that never die. And the purpose for that body in heaven is that you can enjoy the pleasures of heaven. But in hell, so that you can endure the torment of hell. What do I mean by that? 
The worms in hell, they will eat the body. And after they've eaten it, the body will come back to be eaten again. The fire in hell will burn the body. And after it has been burnt, the body, because that body is eternal body, it will come back to be burnt again. And the whole purpose is for you to suffer. Suffer. That is why the Bible calls it everlasting distraction. We don't want to talk about that one. In fact, if anything at all, we want to avoid that place. Uh, by the way, no, 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 we don't want to talk about. We don't want to talk about. It's such an evil place, a place where there is no oxygen. In fact, the air is, you know, we've you, all heard about brimstone and sulfur. It is so pungent that it is it is torture to breathe. No, 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 no oxygen. In fact, it is an evil place. If God does not want us to go there, that is the reason why. It is an evil place. He doesn't want evil for any of us. He doesn't. Please, please, please. We must be prepared. We must be prepared. On the other hand, heaven is a place of unspeakable joy. And that is where we want to go. That is where we want to go. And, and just to balance the equation a little bit. The body that will go to heaven, it will have the ability to, to see beauty, beauty, the, the beauty of God, the glory of God. It will have the, beauty, the, the ability to see colors which are so beautiful. So to see and to enjoy the beauty of God. If it is music, you will hear beautiful music and, and you understand, you will enjoy it, you, you love it. And, and in fact, there's, there's pleasure. The, the body is built to, to receive pleasure in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, if anything at all, we want to be in heaven. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so you can see that that place, that place that God doesn't want us to go, is, but if, the point is this, if, if you miss heaven, you cannot miss hell. Because there are only two places. And that is why the Lord is begging us. So much so that he sent his son. He sent his son to come and die for us so that we will not go there. That is how much, how much the Lord loves us. Hallelujah. He says that that day must find us in a particular position, in a particular place. And for that to happen, he was prepared to give us the life of his only son. His only son. The life of God himself. To make sure that we are prepared. And for the rest of the time, in fact, I don't think we'll be able to finish before the 8.30. For the rest of the time, I just want to talk about what God has done. What the cross of Jesus means. The love of God. I just want to talk about the love of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In fact, the cross says it all. And, and, and it, it, the cross, the cross is not a symbol of, a symbol of fashion, fashion symbol, where people put the cross as a necklace, as whatever. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The, the cross is too serious for that. 
anybody at all, anybody at all, whether they are Christians or non-Christians, whether they are believers or non-believers, whether they go to church or not, you see them wearing the cross. No, 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 no. no. The cross is serious. It's a serious thing. Hallelujah. So, what are we talking about now? We are talking about the cross as God's provision to prepare us for eternity. In fact, uh, if, you, if, if you remember, you said that the key thing is righteousness. And you and I, as human beings, righteousness or holiness is impossible for us. But in the cross, as we understand the provision of God in the cross, we see that he has made it possible. Hallelujah. 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 So what are some of the key messages of the cross? What does the Bible say about the cross? How, what does it cost to prepare a soul for eternity? And what does it cost to remove the effect of sin? What does it cost? Because you, you understand that it is sin that takes a person to hell. Whether it is pleasure, whether it is fun, whether it is beautiful, if it is sin, it will take you to hell. So, sin must be removed. Hallelujah. Now, look at this. Now, we are, we are beginning to see how much the Lord has loved us. How much the Lord, how, how far the Lord has gone to make sure that we avoid hell and we enter into heaven. The Bible says in, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 to 8, it says, remember, remember, God created glory for himself. In fact, no one has any glory. When you talk about the glory that belongs to God, it belongs to God alone. He does not share his glory with anyone. And Jesus, the king of glory, I mean, you talk about beauty, glory, holiness, righteousness, power, authority, sovereignty, transcendent majesty. You are talking about Jesus. And he says that in all that, we humiliated him. We humiliated him. So, essentially, he laid aside his glory in heaven and took on the form of a human being, a servant. And when he did that, we shamed him, we disgraced him, we humiliated him. The one before whom the angels, the seraphim and the cherubim, they bow in wonder and in adoration. We, when he came to visit us, to save us, we humiliated him. In spite of all his glory in heaven. That is what we did. That is what we did. It says that, who though he was in the form of God, with all the glory of God, emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. The king of glory. That is another story. There, it, this, this one is deep. He laid aside, as we said, and we humiliated him. So, more or less, he sacrificed his glory to come and die for us. Wow. Can we afford to reject the cross? No. Nah. No. Nah. 
Can we afford to joke with the cross? Or in other words, can we afford to joke with our salvation? If it costs God his glory, can we afford? Can we afford to take it lightly? It says he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. That is another story. That is another story. But, but in there, you, you, you look at that. You, you look at that. He says, remember, remember, he was in the form of God. He emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Let's look at another aspect of that. It means that he changed. He was in the form of God. He took the form of a man. But he has said in Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, for I, the Lord, do not change. What, what in, in scripture we call it immutability. God can never change. He does not change. But for our salvation, he changed from the form of God to the form of man. Wow. Wow. On Calvary tree, he suffered for me. Jesus loves me. I cannot tell why. He loves me. I cannot tell why. He loves me. I cannot tell why. On Calvary tree, he suffered for me. Jesus loves me. I cannot tell why. On Calvary tree, he suffered for me. Jesus loves me. I cannot tell. Wow. God who cannot change, change for us that we will not perish. He cannot change. I don't know how he did it. But the scripture is very true. He changed from the form of God to the form of man. Hallelujah. You can see that eternity is very serious with God. And today I hope that someone is waking up. Today I hope that someone is awaking from sleep. He did not have any scar when he came on his body. But now you know that his hands are pierced. There are scars all over the body of Christ, Jesus. Now, as we speak, he has changed for you and I that we may enter into the eternal kingdom of Jehovah. What manner of love is this? So, if you are following, you can see that he is sacrificing what he is. He's, everything that God is, remember, this one is about his immutability. The first one is, was about his glory. That is not all. That is not all. His immortality. God can never die. By definition, it is impossible for God to die. But we know from the scriptures, and not only from the scriptures, it is a historical fact that Jesus died. He has sacrificed his glory. He has sacrificed his immutability. 
He has sacrificed his immortality. Everything that makes God God, he is sacrificing. All he has sacrificed for you and I. He has, you, uh, is somebody understanding how serious eternity is before the Lord? It is very serious. And remember, remember, when he did this, we hated him. We were his enemies. When he did that, when he died, God who can never die, when he died for us, we were not his friends. We were his enemies. The Bible says that we hated him. In fact, you know what we did to him? We slapped him. We spat into his face. We hit him on his head. We, 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 we beat him until he did not look like a human being. So he was not dying for his friends. He was dying for his enemies so that his enemies would not go to hell. Wow. 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 The scriptures are there. The scriptures are there. May the Lord have mercy upon us. Not only that, another thing as a characteristic of God that makes God God, his holiness, he is eternally separated from sin. From eternity to eternity, God can never be touched with sin. But you look at this. The Bible says that for our sake, because of you and I, it says that he made him to be sin. God made him to be sin. Who knew no sin? So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Remember that day. It says, he has pointed a day, he has fixed a day on which he will judge the whole earth in righteousness. And for us to make it, make the mark, he made Christ Jesus to be sin. He exchanged our sin and he gave us, he gave our sin to Jesus. Jesus took it to the cross, died, and he gave us the righteousness of Christ. Hallelujah. Can you imagine that? It's not only that. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2.24, it says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. On Calvary tree. He himself, he carried our sins in his body. God who has never been touched with sin before and will never be touched with sin because he wanted to save us, he carried our sin in his body. In fact, he was so identified with our sin, our sins, so much so that he died as if for his own sins. He died for sins. He died for sins. He died for our sins. He carried our sins. What a blessing it is listening to the anointing teaching of Dr. Amish, knowing that at this hour, the Holy God himself is pleading and begging every human being to repent and turn away from our, from our sins because he knows the seriousness of that dreadful day coming on earth which we do not understand. As we have all heard, let us make a deliberate decision to repent and turn away from all sins and live a repentant life to escape that dreadful day of distress and shame coming. Please visit our website at www.messianicministriesinc.org There you can locate all our altars around Australia to come fellowship with us.
You can also visit eternitypodcast.com to continue listening to this teaching. You could also call us on 0430-041-735. Stay tuned for part four, which is the last part of this teaching. Be blessed. Bye for now.